My name is Olivia Murray. I'm a senior associate with Inson Co. And today I'm going to be discussing the article, Do You Know Where Your Seafarer Employees Are Based and Why It Matters? The relevant case is the Queen on the application of Fleet Maritime Services Bermuda Limited and the Pensions Regulator 2015. The English court has ruled on a claim for judicial review of a decision made by the pensions regulator, the body responsible for enforcing automatic enrolment obligations under the Pensions Act 2008, i.e. the Act. Judicial review is a procedure which, under English law, allows the courts to review and rule upon an administrative action by a public body such as the regulator. The case relates to an employer's duty to enrol automatically its employees, seafarers in this case, into a pension scheme if they fall within the territorial scope of the Act. As it is a criminal offence for an employer to fail willfully to comply with such duty, the correct application of the Act is not only important to employees but also to employers. In this case, the claimant employer sought clarification relating to the regulator's interpretation of Section 11A of the Act, which is relevant to assessing whether an employee, an eligible job holder, has the right to be automatically enrolled into a pension scheme. The background. A company incorporated in Bermuda, with no place of business in the UK but a wholly owned subsidiary of an English company, employed a number of seafarers working on cruise ships, mostly registered in Bermuda, and spending a significant majority of their time outside UK territorial waters. Some of the seafarer employees reside in the UK and some do not. The Act provides that, in certain circumstances, an employer must automatically enrol an eligible job holder into an automatic enrolment scheme and pay a minimum level of contributions to the scheme unless the employee is already an active member of a qualifying pension scheme under the Act. Each employer is informed in advance of the staging date from when it must comply with the regime, depending on the size of the employer's pay-as-you-earn scheme, with the largest schemes being required to comply first. The material part of the definition of job holder is, per section 11A of the Act, a worker who is working or ordinarily works in Great Britain under the workers' contract. The regulator can issue a compliance notice directing an employer to remedy its breach of a duty under the Act and thereafter a penalty notice with escalating monetary sanctions for continued non-compliance. An employer can request that the regulator reviews the notice. The regulator informed the claimant that certain categories of its seafarer employees fell within Section 11A of the Act and attached a compliance notice detailing the alleged automatic enrolment obligations. The notice was reviewed by the regulator, but ultimately its original position was affirmed. Ordinarily, the employer would have had to appeal to a tribunal, but in this case, the court gave permission to proceed straight to judicial review. Judicial review by the court. 
the key issue for the court was to determine whether, or in what circumstances, a seafarer engaged to work on a ship which spends all or most of its time outside Great Britain ordinarily works in Great Britain under the workers' contract within the meaning of Section 11A of the Act. In determining whether someone is ordinarily working in Great Britain for unfair dismissal purposes, the courts have applied the BASE test, namely where the employee is based. Without statutory guidance as to whether someone is ordinarily working in Great Britain for the purpose of the Act, it may have been reasonable to assume that the same test would apply. This is the approach that the court broadly adopted. The court ruled on a number of key points, including the following. The base test is the appropriate test for determining whether peripatetic workers, like seafarers, ordinarily work in Great Britain. How the contract is actually being operated is key. The ship, regardless of length of tour, cannot be regarded as the seafarer's base. The base is the place from which the worker sets off and to which the worker returns after having a period travelling in the course of their employment. The ship is not such a place. If the ship is British flagged, this does not mean that the seafarer should be treated as working in the flag state. One has to be able to identify a port or other fixed place in Great Britain as the seafarer's base to fall within the Act. There must also be a sufficient degree of regularity of departure from and return to a port or ports in Great Britain to constitute the normal pattern of work. The length of the tour of duty is irrelevant, but a single tour of duty or a seafarer who normally joins the ship in different ports would not suffice. This analysis may mean a seafarer has no identifiable base because they do not regularly join and leave a ship in the same country. However, whilst there are policy reasons for determining a base for unfair dismissal purposes, there is no similar imperative in respect of the automatic enrolment duties under the Act. It suffices to decide whether somebody ordinarily works in Great Britain. If they do not, it is not necessary to identify somewhere else where they do ordinarily work. The court held as follows. Firstly, a seafarer living in the UK, working on a British or foreign registered vessel, spending several weeks working in foreign waters, but joining and leaving the vessel from a port within the UK, should be assessed as ordinarily working in the UK even if most of their tour of duty might be outside the UK. Secondly, a seafarer living in the UK, beginning and ending their tour of duty outside the UK and working under a permanent contract should not be considered as having their work begin and end in the UK and should therefore not be assessed as ordinarily working in the UK. In so finding, the court disagreed with the regulator observing that the tours of duty started and ended outside the UK. The court held that the commute from the UK home to and from the base, even though counted as working time for the purposes of pay, should not indicate that the work started and ended in the UK. 
This would appear to be at odds with the recent ECJ decision that workers are at the disposal of the employer during that time, so that working time commences at the start of the commute. It remains to be seen whether this point may be raised on appeal or in future cases concerning automatic enrolment duties. Comment. This case is the first judicial guidance on what it means to be ordinarily working in Great Britain for auto-enrolment purposes, as opposed to unfair dismissal. The Court's clarification of the correct interpretation of the Act has implications for all companies employing seafarers potentially ordinarily working in the UK. Employers will have to consider whether they have automatic enrolment duties under the Act towards those seafarers. As employer staging dates run from 2012 to 2018, employers may need to think about this sooner rather than later particularly given the potential criminal exposure for willfully failing to comply.